I, I, I jumped ahead of myself, man. Oh, yeah. Any moment now, any moment now, it could be happening as we're recording. Man, we don't know. get the hell out of here. Just any go ahead and tell now. Just say it. Just say it. I'm ready to burst your bubble as soon as you say it. Pause. Any moment now, the Spider Man No Way Home trailer could, as you're listening, it could be out. It could be here. We don't know. We're too busy recording this podcast for our fans, but we don't know if this trailer is out right now as we're recording this on Monday night at 7.35 Central Time. Dane is looking at me with a crazy face, but I believe the trailer's coming out tonight. now listening to the duo sports and stuff podcast here are your hosts Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley welcome to episode 58 of the duo sports and stuff podcast we are back after a one week hiatus my name is Deontay Epps joined by my ace my best friend my guy Dane Beasley how you doing brother two weeks but who's counting doing pretty good man pretty was it a good. two week hiatus? we took off one week think about it man okay we haven't recorded in two weeks is it well does, i guess that does <laughs> yeah lead us lead us in there i need the people to realize that I, after I, a long I, days I, worth of teaching you can't even math normally no, but thank thank look, god i'm not me, a math teacher look shout out to everybody who's still tuning in after that obvious math blunder if you want to call it that <laughs> but yes it, it's been a pretty good day bro um can't even complain man like it's a uh, it's been it's been a it feels like it's been longer than two weeks, but here we are, man. It's, it's back been ready a while. to feed back ready to feed these digital streets. Yeah. <laughs> Let the feed the streets they need us. I heard I heard they need us, so we had to <laughs> we had to step back in the saddle, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh it has been a great little break for us. Dane, uh you wanna tell the people what happened? Where where where'd you go? Oh yeah, I went to uh well and I was still. Uh, I went to Oklahoma for the weekend. Uh, Sooner <laughs> Fun Funny story about that. So we went to, to Oklahoma as a family. Uh, myself, my wife, and uh, a few of her relatives. About twelve of us. Um, we went to Oklahoma. It uh, was broken bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he confused between broken arrow and broken bow. Went to broken I, I bow said, cabin. I said broken arrow that time. He's like, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh wait, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 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 not that <laughs> one. But yeah, went to broken, uh, broken bow. Went to a cabin out there, a nice little retreat for uh, was it five days, four days, four or five days, whatever. But it was cool, uh, hanging out with the family. I think the people that actually own that particular cabin, they might be UT fans because mm. although it was in Oklahoma, there was a Texas Longhorns cover for the grill. Uh, along with other other various random uh, pieces of UT paraphernalia that haunted the place, but it was cool, man. It was a good getaway. The first time we actually uh, went out of the state with the uh, with Langston, so he enjoyed it. Uh, even confirmed even more that he is a, definitely an outdoors kid. Yeah, um, so we have that on the horizon. But man, it was cool. It was cool. Um, it was cool. It was cool. It was real cool. What about you, man? What you, what you been up to? On these that's, digital streets. That's good, man. I've been off these digital streets and doing the digital teach. Uh, <laughs> started the first day today as a teacher, my sixth year stepping into the profession as wow. a educator, feeding these young educated minds, man, trying to get them right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, okay. So today was our first day back here in Waco ISD. Kind of chaotic, but like you and I had talked about before we hit that record button, it's day one, man. Just trying to, you know, get through Stack it. And the good also, days on the good days. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so we're still going to try to uh, get the weekly, weekly pods in and stuff. And we're episode 58 now, almost to episode 60. And we'll get there soon enough. The Von soon Miller episode. Enough. It's the Von Miller episode, man. You like that? I am excited. Like man, I need Von <laughs> to bounce back, man. This man coming off the injury hey, and they played hey, all last the man, year. Cut the man some slack. Can't be the oh, best. No. Can't be the best Eddie's rusher every single year of your career, oh, man. Come on, man. True. Speaking of which, the Broncos defense this year, man. We we top five. This is this might be that this might be that Super Bowl defense we had. You know, back five, six years ago. You know what I'm saying? I'll hold you to it. I'm sitting in between you and JB3. Yeah, it's it's happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, Dane, you are a Buckeye fan. You've claimed it a a couple of times on the podcast. Yes, yes. 
week one of the preseason, we saw your guy Justin Fields. Um, you know, he looked like he belonged there. You know, he's very mm-hmm. efficient, very uh, on point. To him, he said the game kind of slowed down, you know. And then week two, we'll we kind of got the <laughs> – We'll uh, see, rookie. <laughs> we saw – he got his welcome week yeah, two with that man. big hit off the edge. And so uh, my question to you, um, out of all the sneak guys – that in there. Yeah. You had to sneak yeah. that in there. Go ahead, man. <laughs> you know it. Out of the young guys that tell, look, you know, we if you're going to tell, tell the full story, the man was unblocked. The edge rusher unblocked. was unblocked. And they – I mean, put rookie on notice. You At all times, you didn't have a head on a swivel and – Climb the pocket. He was fading backwards. If he was climbing right. the pocket, he might have been able to see that, you know, uh, in his face. But yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, what quarterback got- has not had that happen to them? Like it's part of the game. Like you know, True. it's going to be a time where, I mean, not necessarily like a blindside hit, but you're gonna get hit. Like you don't step oh, into he the got profession. His, he got his position chin- knowing you're not gonna get hit. He got his chin checked. Definitely chin yeah. checked. Yeah. Um, but from all the to, to go back to your question before I was, uh, oh yeah, the question was, the question was what before I was drawn off sides before <laughs> I was drawn off sides by that by that foul uh, display of uh, whatever you'd like to call it on this podcast. But as far as you know, the the I guess the things you want to look for, or I mean, it's, it's still early because yeah. we're, we we we're not even in week one yet. But so far, which I guess what you want to look at, what you want to look for in a decent quarterback um, is. One progressing through the reads, which you might not see when you have a rookie that might be playing with the twos or threes. Not to say there's anything wrong with the twos or the threes, but the starting offensive line, your your five starting guys, you're more more than likely to be your best five linemen. With that said, you have the ability to go through your reads and, and get to those you know different uh, route combinations versus only throwing to your first read or double clutching a wide open receiver, things like that. Another thing is just looking like they belong there. That poise, yeah. that command of the huddle, uh, the you know the, they always show it, make or they always make a make it a point to show it in movies. Anytime there's a football movie, the quarterback going in there and commanding the lead of the other guys in the huddle, and they looking like they you know getting the troops ready for battle type of deal. You want to make sure that the the quarterback looks like that. Um, whatever that is in your mind, I'm sure it pretty much matches up with what it looks like in the league uh, in terms of the cinematic, you know. I got your I got your back, guys. Type of deal. I guess the other thing is just honestly, just if committing to the mistake, a hundred percent. If you're gonna look like you about to throw that horrible awful pass, just go ahead and go through it and not double guess yourself or second guess yourself. And by that mean these double clutch passes, like you'll see. I mean, not double clutch like attempts. Like they're about to throw this wide open guy. They see it clearly. It's like wait, he can't be that wide open, and they like. Do that, and then boom, either sack or mm-hmm. so a duck pass or escape out. Being the hesitant, yeah. And then the, I guess the last thing for me is just makes me satisfied, or just like okay, they they they're picking up on the game, even though it's going to take a while for them to get adjusted to the speed. Is staring down the barrel of that shotgun when they know, regardless if they get the pass on or get the pass off or not, they're going to get blasted. And we saw that a lot. A lot of rookies right. standing back there, knowing they're going to get hit. Still standing there, getting their feet set, shoulder set, and delivering the ball and getting pow. So right, right now I can firmly say every single big name rookie quarterback, every single one of them has at least characterized or has shown that they possess at least one of those characteristics. So I can't really say one in particular, but they've all shown that they've they've ma- not mastered, but they're comfortable in one of those particular characteristics that I've so eloquently spelled out. Right. <laughs> what about yeah, you? Yeah. So the question I asked you, I kind of put it up on our, our our podcast socials on Instagram. You can follow us at Duo SNS Podcast and I on like Twitter that. as well at Duo SNS Podcast. And last week, going into week two of preseason from week one, I posted the question: Which young quarterback impressed you the most? And I added the five rookie quarterbacks that we are most familiar with: with Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. And Zach Wilson, but I also added in Jordan Love. Um, he's not a rookie, second year guy that uh, you know he put up big numbers as well. Week one, yeah, red shirt, red shirt rookie, red shirt rookie. Um, and then on the Twitter poll, I added uh, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Jordan Love, and Trevor Lawrence because you can only pick four. Mm-hmm. And forty four percent of the people that voted put picked Justin Fields because he. Had, this was one week one going into week two. So this yeah, is week two they, they might have changed their mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, week two, you know <laughs> they uh, they might have thought that uh, 
that might be a little different. But yeah, I kind of agree with you on on uh, the characteristics of what you see in a quarterback. And you know, Justin Fields was on that show back in the day on Netflix. Uh, which one was that that he was on? You know, QB1? I was following him when he was in high school. Was it QB one? QB one. And uh, yeah, so I, I that was like maybe yeah, was was, like five years ago. Five years, like that, four years five ago. Five years ago. Where were you at, bro? Like, what's Where the most most memorable thing you can say about oh, five years ago? Like, the most so, memorable thing. Just to, just I so just, people can see how long five years ago was. Yeah, I, I, tell, I was. I, I just you, started I tell teaching. I just started teaching. <laughs> you started a new career. Teaching and coaching. Yeah, exactly. First new career or just started a new career. So, yeah. And then I always think like, dang, these dudes are like 22, you know, 21 quarterback in grown men, you know what I'm saying? He's a grown man too, but like yeah. in general at 22, man, I'm like, man, what I'm going to do with my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And these guys are at, at 22, kind of they up here sitting in the huddle telling 29 and 30 year olds what they need to do with the expectations of when we got on the field and how to present themselves. Like yeah. imagine that, like the the cojones you got to have to to be able to take command and, and be an alpha like that amongst other grown men. So Shout out right. to them, that man. Goes That's a back, mentality. That goes back to what you were saying. Yeah, those characteristics that you want in a, a guy that you consider a franchise quarterback, a guy you want to eventually lead your team to, you know, a championship. And um, to go along with Justin Fields, man, I talked to a friend of mine last night about Chicago, and he's a Chicago Bears fan. And I asked him, I was like, man, what do you think about Justin Fields? And he gave all the right things, and, you know, he's very excited about him. And then mm-hmm. came up with the fact that, a lot of what a lot of Bears fans are going through right now is what why is Andy Dalton a part of the equation like of course Andy is coming in thinking that it's his team which he should like if you're in yeah. that position to Andy Dalton you should feel like hey I'm coming to play but no, at the same Andy time, said Andy said Justin's gonna be a great player but this is my yeah, year <laughs> this is my time you know what I'm saying but like I mean if if I mean at, at, Put yourself in Andy's shoes. Like, are you not supposed to say anything different? Are you supposed to be like, you know, I come here to compete. Uh, I know Justin's a great guy, but I'm here to, I want to be here to play. Like, what other way was he supposed to kind of say that? Like, am I wrong? Look, man, I'm going to tell you like this. I got a bone to pick with Mr. Andy Dalton, a.k.a. Mr. Red Rocket. Um, it's because of him, him winning an additional game that we missed out on the player that I wanted the most, Patrick Sustain. <laughs> so, Although I love Michael Michael Parsons. And thank you. <laughs> Although I love Michael Parsons and the versatility that he brings to the defense. Um, he's gonna have a bright future if what we're seeing in preseason is what we're gonna see here between now and his last snap with the Cowboys. But Andy Dalton won a game that he shouldn't have won with the Cowboys, and that dropped or correction. <laughs> that took us from like pick number five all the way up to pick number ten. Of course, we traded ten. Was this week seventeen? I can't remember. I think it might have been the Giants that he we, that he accidentally beat. I don't know. I can't remember. But I was like, yeah, he accidentally beat the Giants. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Bro, you had one in my head. You had one job to help us lose. Not to say I wanted us to lose, but in terms of making sure the better for the better of the team, whatever is best for the team is what I wanted. And whatever is best yeah. for the team, in my opinion, would have been another quarterback. Anyways, side the point. Chicago Bears fans, I apologize. And I, I, hey, poor Langston. He wants that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Look, I'm not a bad father, I promise. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> to say you want to be look, on the pod. Ain't that what uh bad fathers say after they do something that's bad? Yeah. Like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But um <laughs> just chill. Uh, I can hear all those thoughts in your heads, uh, listeners. I just gave him a bath like thirty minutes before I hopped on this podcast and he was probably ran. He probably got he the kid is fast. He ran, probably outran his mom and came over to the door to knock on because you know I'm in here recording. But mm-hmm. um uh, you know, anyways, back to the point. I'm a good father. Um, Bears fans, and I have a few family members that are out in the Chicago area, so they, they are hopeless Bear fans as well. What they need to realize is Justin Fields, although he is the exciting, brand new, fresh, new Corvette, you know, in your in your driveway, you got to you gotta wait. You got to wait. You can't take him out for a spin just yet. You got to see what that other got to get that get that, that insurance old, on him. Yeah, get that, yeah, get that insurance on the tags. You got to make sure the passing inspection, <laughs> all of that. In the meantime, 
You got to sit there with that old beat down, rusted Volkswagen that used to be beautiful 20 years ago. Now, Andy Dalton is not going to be the quarterback that you he's not going to be the quarterback that you need if you want to win, uh, at least not now. He's just going to be the quarterback that's going to maintain and keep you above water with the bare minimum. It's not going to look pretty, but he'll get it done. Um, so sorry, guys. But, uh, yeah, just a field season will be will begin soon. Just not this soon. Yeah, I think they're kind of in the same predicament as the 49ers, per se. Like, you know, Ooh. Trey, I think we talked about on this podcast, too, how um, the Niners and Shanahan are kind of trying to lift up Garoppolo like, hey, Garoppolo's great. Um, kind of like Trey Bay, hey, come and get him so we can ride with Right or trade yeah, down man. the down the way, but man, he looks for a guy that played one game last year, and you know it's only been two preseason games, but he mm-hmm. he just he, he has that look, you know, he has the whatever <laughs> everything you're looking for in a quarterback, he's got it. You know what I'm saying? Why is he on the hot seat? Oh, Trey? I'm talking about Trey Lance. Oh, I, thought he, I thought he was talking about Jimmy. My bad. Oh no, 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 no. I was I mean I was talking about Trey. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. My bad. My uh, bad, Jimmy, Jimmy's days are numbered, in my opinion. <laughs> so who do you think loses loses their job or who do you think gets the QB one job first? Trey or Mr. Justin? Oh, good question. I'm gonna go with Justin Fields, man. Justin they were okay. booing Andy Dalton in that preseason game. Yeah, so man. It's only a matter of time, bro. I and it's, think and it's, this let me be very, very clear. This is not me saying who's gonna be the better quarterback. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying who has the who more likely to get their job or get that starting earlier. job first or earlier, yeah. which also could translate to which current quarterback between Garoppolo and uh, Andy Dalton is going to suck the best <laughs> or the quickest <laughs> pause uh, for yeah. the QB two to get the job. So I'm rooting for all the yeah. rookie quarterbacks because I would love to see an amazing quarterback year from a rookie uh, or amazing yeah. year of quarterbacking from a rookie. Cause we haven't seen that in a long time. And I would, right. I would love to see that. So and then in general, just having great quarterback play, especially if you know guys that are going to be future of the league, you mm-hmm. know, five, ten years down the line, you like you want to see them succeed. You don't want to have yeah. like well, obviously the franchises don't want to have a cycling of. It's not good for the ratings, year. is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, ratings <laughs> equal money, and I care about that as a fan. I, I need I need those money ratings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. No, but. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see, like, when we go through these last few preseason games. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Nagy, uh, the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, has already named Andy Dalton uh, week one starter for some reason already. Oh, boy. With one game to go. And I think, I don't know if they've named one in San Francisco, but I, I'm assuming Jimmy is going to start, considering Shanahan has said that. But I, I I think we'll see Justin Fields starting before Trey Lance. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean – I think we'll see Trey Lance on the field as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man. Switching to college football, obviously the the big news since our last pod, you know, we had already talked about Texas and Oklahoma mm-hmm. heading over to the SEC. We don't know at what point. Of course, right now, officially, it's by 2025. But Somebody going to be mad. Somebody going to be yeah. mad. Either way it goes, somebody going to be mad. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we, we, we're thinking before then, this might be the last year that Oklahoma, yeah. Texas, and the Big 12 heading to the SEC where mm-hmm. it's going to get real for them. So... SEC is making power moves, so that leaves the other power conferences to kind of figure out what they want to do as far as making allegiances, merges possibly. Mm -hmm. And from the article, or excuse me, the article from The Athletic, Nicole Auerbach has said that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC are expected to make a formal announcement about their alignment soon. Perhaps as early as next week, which is this week now, multiple sources told them it's not clear yet how specific the announcement will be because there are some details to iron out. Although administrators in all three leagues have stressed in recent conversations, the issues of governance and can and should be front and center. Schools within the three conferences believe they are like minded that they want to continue to prioritize broad-based sports offerings and that the academic profile of the institution matters, as does graduating athletes. So, um, <laughs> woo! seems like a power you. play in comparison to the SEC, Dane. 
right here, right here. Super conference. That's what you're looking at. It's an S. Okay. Super okay. conference. Three conferences. You know what's better than one conference, Deontay? Okay. Three, two, then three. A super conference. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it, I don't know what they, I don't know what the hell is in the works, but it's, uh, it's obvious enough that they feel at least in the slightest threatened <laughs> by the amount yeah. of not only the money, but exposure that the SEC is going to continue to get um, as this recent legislation, monumental legislation went through. So my guess is much like a lot of uh, NBA Twitter hates with these, with the, uh, the advent of the super team. I think we have a super conference on our hands. As silly as that might right. sound, I'm going with a wild and bold prediction uh, just hopefully just in the, just in the name of controversy. That's what I, that's what I'm here for. What about yeah, you? I, I think, I don't know if they'll go out and say straight up formally that, Hey, we're making one big super conference, but I think it'll be like baby steps towards that. So mm. I think this announcement will kind of be geared towards for one, maybe next year, it'll be like conference. Like, you know how we see in college basketball, we see like the sec big 12 challenge where you mm-hmm. have, uh, like a slate of games where a Big 12 team is playing an SEC team. Yeah. I think it'll be something similar like that to start off with these big three conferences. So mm. you can see a Big 10 team play either a Pac-12 team, you know, in non-conference. It's like just the beginning of the what... Tip, the tip of yeah, the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg of what okay. you had mentioned about the Super Conference. Okay. Of course, you know, we have the Power 5 conferences. We have the SEC with you know, what they did with OU in Texas. We have mm-hmm. the Big Ten, Pac-12, the ACC, what they're doing with this little formal announcement. That Whatever's our, left of the Big 12. Yeah, <laughs> we, leaves our great friends and my loyal uh, my loyal school, Baylor Bears, in the Big 12 in a very bad position. Man. So it may seem right now. Um, mm-hmm. Any whisperings? Stuff, <laughs> Any whisperings from here, the 254? Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. And me, oh, okay. personally, I don't know, but... I feel like there's always something going on behind closed doors, behind Mm -hmm. the curtain as far as, hey, can you pick us, take us with you to your conference? Like, you never know. Like, Texas, what Texas and OU had came out the blue, right? And and only they weren't even trying to let everyone know yet. And a reporter reported and, you know, it just exploded. So you never know what these other conferences and schools might be talking about behind closed doors, behind the Mm -hmm. scenes. But... I think this is just another example. Whatever they decide, Dane, to um, announce this week or next week is another, like you say, little breadcrumb towards what we could see. And, like, obviously this is like a play towards what the SEC is trying to build and whatever rumors are going about about them wanting to make a possible um, mini NFL with the SEC because, you know, and it's been like this for years, right? The SEC is the best college football conference mm-hmm. that we have, right? And so they're what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is trying to separate even more from the competition. Like, you know, this affects recruiting. This affects, you know, what you always talk about, the dollar-dollar bills and, you know, what they have with the SEC network. It's like so many little deals, and it's mm-hmm. all about power play and who can – Make what power moves to uh to get that dollar bill, man. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds you of uh the comic book cartoons from back in the day when you have all the uh the, the bosses in their little chair in the dark and you, all you can see with is the, a silhouette the silhouette of the shadow the cigar and the cigar yeah. smoke and the smoke just, just yeah flying back and it's like yes our plans are falling right into play. Uh, it's almost like that. Not to say that, you know, the guys or the commissioners or whatnot are crooks or anything like that. I wasn't saying anything like that, but conspiracies are looming and I love a good conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. We we will definitely keep keep tabs on that. I'm sure by the next episode, something will get announced. And Dane, I'm going to let you take over this next one because you are our track and field oh, guy man. on this podcast, man. What happened these last few days? I know we just got back from the Olympics in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, our girl that we were rooting for, Shakari Richardson, didn't qualify or excuse me, she was suspended because of that situation. So we had another event that happened not too long ago, right? Yeah, out there and I believe it was in Eugene. Uh shout out to my boy Gavin. <laughs> mm, <laughs> <a bit> on- <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, oh, Sean's too. We just putting everybody's name. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna sit this clip together. Uh, but I, I believe the race was out there in Eugene uh, for the Diamond League, and of course, um, yeah, it was bad. So I don't know when this started, but. Apparent, well, for those of you who don't know, in case you've been possibly living underneath the rock or just, you know, just been busy with life, which we understand. Uh, there was a race between nine individuals in the 100 meter dash, uh, about three or four of them Jamaicans, three, maybe two Americans and the rest are sprinkled in from different other, you know, representing different other countries. Well, It did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> it did not go well. She came in last place. Of course, the Jamaicans, you know, placed one, two, and three, uh, similar to what they did over over in Tokyo, and it was a bloodbath. Um, it it was impressive because you got for once we get to not for once because it's, it was obviously she wasn't at her best, which is no excuse. Um, there is no telling what. Decisions transpired between the Olympic trials and that meet from the other day. However, there's only two things you can come away with. Come away with. One, damn. Yeah. Two, damn. Um, I don't know. It's such a hard line to draw if you want to make fun of something like that. Because you you don't. Because nine times out of ten, and I say nine point nine 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 times out of ten, she's smoking every single person that would make fun of her on the track. That's not, let's not get that twisted. However, that's yeah, that's the keyboard no, warriors and stuff like that. No particular person in the world is above any type of mean of criticism, course. joke, punchline, nothing. And as a cowboy fan that watched thousands of means of injured Tony Romo laying on the turf or an injured Des Bryant on the turf. I understand the frustrations, yeah. but this is certainly not the hill to die on. People are going to always make jokes regardless if you come in first place or last place. But the bottom line is if you talk, you have to be willing to back it up. So her story is still writing itself. We still have plenty and plenty of chapters left in the Shakira Richardson Um Novel. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. I was looking for novel. The the Sakari Richardson novel. We still have plenty of chapters to be written in that. So we'll be here cheering along. And until then, of course, shout out to Team Jamaica. Yeah, of course she's like a different athlete, obviously. Like she came in ninth place and still, you know, was as confident as if she won the race. And right. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I'm mean, of course, like you said, social media is going to be social media in the aspect they're going to make jokes, they're oh, going to make yeah. memes, they're going to, you know, roast all day long. But that's for her, happens, unfortunately. for an athlete that doesn't seem to have that, like, like she's not. <laughs> affected by it I mean it's like she is still being who she is as far as being confident I mm-hmm. think that is kind of like a good characteristic to have for her yeah. like it's on to the next race like even after I don't have the ex- exact quote but I remember listening to her talking right after the race and it was just like you I mean I'm still going to be who I am I'm still going to you know do what I do and like for her that's great and fine um, but at the end of the day like you said it's it, like there comes a point where you want to prove that on the track. And like mm-hmm. you said, the book is still being written on her story yeah. and like always. And like, she is still, you know, someone that I will continue to root for, continue to cheer for. And hopefully Absolutely. she can uh, get back to what a, a, originally brought eyes to track and field, like mm-hmm. her play on the track. And, yeah. and that's another thing I can say, <laughs> The way she is, the way she carries herself, win or lose, people are watching track and field, Dane. And like yeah, one absolutely. thing we had talked about was people don't really pay attention unless it's the Olympics. And look, we're past the Olympics now and we got more eyes. I the feel casuals, like, yeah, them casuals. The casual, no offense to correct. the casuals out there. But you're gonna be watching the Olympics every four years, or in this case, it's a little different because of COVID and all that. But yeah. The the, the fans that don't typically t- you know keep a lookout on that and and provided support year round because other countries other countries this is a year-round thing but Correct. for a um, um, majority of america 
majority of the America, the majority of America, it's essentially every four years they pile on and like, hey, let's look at this sport that I love so much that you don't even contribute any type of visual or viewable support. So there it is. There yeah, is. shout out to uh, Shakari Richardson. You know, I need to find out when the next race she does is so I can tune in. Like, you, you, um, you keep your so, head up, girl. Yeah, you keep your head <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, because we know you're gonna listen to this. That's okay. We, we cheering for you. Let's go. That's okay, baby. <laughs> uh, Dane, did you happen to watch the uh, Netflix doc of Untold Malice at the Palace? I did. I did. Um. There was one on Showtime, I think, too. And I needed to, I wanted Ooh. to watch that to do a comparison. I mean, obviously, it's not a competition or anything like that. You know, Netflix and Showtime. But still, right. the, the product itself of, of misunderstood players is, is something that I gravitated towards a lot. Um, but yeah, this one was, uh, this was a lot. This was like, and of course, it's it brings back memories because it was one of the first things we talked about on this on this here podcast was yeah, uh, the Palace Very, episode you, one, wow, yeah, other other balls job, and, and things like that. Yeah, I got you, man. Call back. <laughs> I got you, man. Marvel, you ain't the only one, baby. I got it. So <laughs> we we cover this in great detail, and obviously, you know, based on the the interviews and the other footage that we were exposed to from that, the documentary from Netflix, we, we got some more perspectives and everything was a, a few loose ends were tied up. Um, I'm but for me, I just wasn't really satisfied. I would have liked to see to we, cause we heard from police officers. We heard from uh, the facilities managers. We heard from security guards. We heard from fans. Uh, we heard from the actual players. Um, but I wanted to hear from, we heard from a referee. An official. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear from Fre- Coach, freaking wanted- uh, Tom, uh, Tim Donahue. Donahue, dang, he was Donahue? the one that that particular ref was the one that got in trouble because he was uh, betting on the games. <laughs> on the NBA, so he's already outcast. Last name, he's yeah. already outcast. And when, I, when he popped up, I was like, "What the? They got him." But anyway, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you good, you good, you good. This is a uh, good TV. Uh, but I would, li- I would have loved to hear from interviews from the announcers. There were the, the color commentators that were actually calling the game. Uh, I would have loved to hear from some of the coaches. We got a few uh, glimpses of uh, uh, Coach Carlisle, or should I say Jim Carrey, because that's exactly who that fool looked yes. like. Like back Even in the day. Even more so now. Like, yeah, like, yeah, so it, I would have loved to hear from him, obviously. Um, I know it probably would have been crossing the line, but they made mention, I think um, – yeah, he definitely made. They definitely made mention about uh, Ron Ortiz's psychiatrist that used to travel with them. So I, that would have been interesting to hear about. Obviously, you know, it couldn't have gone into too much detail because of you know the, I guess the client privilege that he had. But just more perspective, and I know it was just one hour and a few minutes. But you know, maybe it's just I'm asking for too much. But it it was a lot. It was a lot. But yeah. It, I mean, it's no not really new new information. We knew who the, the agitators were in the whole situation, the fans, of yeah. course. But looking at that and what we, you know, of course, we what we still have seen in NBA games, the fans taking it too far and going too far. And Dude. the unfortunate thing for them is there is a little no, no, there's a lot more prevention and security from the NBA players from doing the same thing that they did previously. And that's going up in the stands and beating their ass because we've seen countless times over the, this just the past year. Of players getting popcorn thrown on them, beer yep. thrown on them, spat yep. on, uh, shoes thrown at them. Like that, there's no place for that. This is not even coming from just a fan talking to or a fan in the relationship with an athlete. This is talking about the the, the relationship between a person and a person. You as a person have no business spitting on anybody, throwing a drink on somebody, or throwing food on them without possibly improperly getting your ass beat. Like yeah. there, there's no, there's no room for that. Um, if you have a dispute or a situation or an issue with an individual, take it up with that individual. But you, they are there to fulfill their wildest dreams that they had. They are not there for you to treat them like the animals at a zoo. And that's Man, the bro, that's the issue that I had with you, with re- reliving those memories from that watching that documentary. Like that you hit what pissed me off. Right on the head. Right on the head. Like I was just gonna say, like, especially these last few years, like you mentioned, like a lot of these fans have gotten Heidi in their mighty and like privileged, thinking, Hey, I 
or I pay money, I can do whatever the hell I no, want. No, 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 and no, acting no, no, like no. they're at a damn zoo. And like, I'm so glad like players like Russell Westbrook for sure doesn't take it. A lot of other players have spoken out about these things that are going on. And it, and it shouldn't like, like incidents like we saw with the mouse at the palace in 2004. Mm-hmm. That was 2004. We're in 2021. And, and you know still, what I'm saying? We're, still seeing, we're seeing this still with no ass like, kickings given, given out. Right. <laughs> Right. And, you know, the NBA has gone to ban these fans or whatever. But like I'm like this is and I and don't correct or correct me if I'm wrong, fans like or people that listen to the pod. Like maybe these fans have gotten some kind of legal action towards them. I don't know, but it's possible the the ban from the arenas is not enough. Like this is like nah. assault. Like these nah. dudes are there doing their dang job. And for y'all to act. Like y'all own these players, and I'll say it like acting like you want to do whatever you want in this particular place is not right, man. Here's the thing regular person pulls up on a state senator or pulls up on the local, uh, local town sheriff and pours water on them or spits on them. You better be you, you, you will be get that guy. <laughs> yeah, it, I will be shocked if nothing happened to them, either physically or legally. Yeah, they, it, it shouldn't matter what your title is. If you spit on somebody, that's for me. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate level of disrespect. You spitting on somebody like that's like that's you going from zero to two thousand. Like that. that I'm, I'm sorry. No, no other way I could put it into words. The one of the most disrespectful things you could do to somebody is spit on them, and we've seen that over and time and time and time again. But Man, you as a fan, you, whether you're a season ticket holder or you're sitting in the nosebleeds, you purchased a ticket for the purposes of viewing a spectacle in which we can only dream of, make, uh, uh, only dream of uh, having that athleticism. You're purchasing the opportunity to see that in person. You're not purchasing to get to do whatever you think is is okay in your mind to that particular person because that's just ain't cool. But yeah, obviously a lot of people just wasn't raised right because anybody as anybody knows if whatever action you have, there is a consequence to it. And yep. from I can't speak for where everybody else is from, but for where we from, you do under you do unto others. That ain't flying. Yeah, yeah. You ain't you, you no, that ain't that ain't happening. You do unto others as you want them to do unto you. So if you want to get punched in the face, you go right ahead and try to spit on them. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, but, but uh back back to the doc, man. One thing that you were kind of saying you wanted more of, and I was kind of thinking about it. Jermaine O'Neal was like I I kind of wanted to go more into his story, and of course mm-hmm. you can, but it was kind of would be cool to kind of see how this affect, like they mentioned how it affected the rest of his career, but I kind of would have liked to see how the trajectory of his career went down because obviously that Pacers team, Reggie Miller's last year was, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. That was the year, you know what I'm saying? And when that incident happened, that was the end of it. Like literally uh, Ron was gone for the rest of the year. Then he went to the Lakers, right. And went up in a ring. Uh, Excuse me. Steven Jackson, I think Steven Jackson was still there, but basically the core Reggie Miller retired, like what they had in place right there at that moment was gone. Dominant. And then Dominant. you know, Jermaine O'Neal, like you could see through his interview, he never recovered. Like he still nope. feels some type of way about the situation. And so uh maybe we could get a Jermaine O'Neal documentary just about I mean, I know we got Man. his story, but like that would have been something to kind of dive into more, man. Here's like a, after after that situation. When that went down, well, I was in what? I think eighth was it eighth grade? Wait, or maybe seventh uh, grade? Uh, we yeah yeah eighth grade eighth grade. I not yep. not to say I hope that would have happened, but I wish I was older at that point so I can not only understand just how the peak of where where Jermaine O'Neal was, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just so I can yeah. conceptualize, so I can conceptualize. Cause when I was, you know, back then, it, you know, LeBron, Melo, Kobe, Shaq, like that's, that's who my, that's where my head was at. I mean, that's mm-hmm. literally all my household at that in Spurs games. Um, like that's like, that's where my head was at. But if I could conceptualize like I can now, because obviously more access and more exposure to teams, you know, nationwide, regardless of what, right. You know, when my team, I stand Lakers, but 
to conceptualize <laughs> and just have that appreciation for what he was, what he could have possibly become. Right. Um, Cause you know, my memories is very vivid. I just remember, you know, being a big and just being a rim protector. And this is like, he's obviously so much more than that. And the, yeah. the players, the not just random players, not no bench guys. These are all time greats saying that his potential was, he hadn't even scraped it yet. So just, I felt for him a lot watching that documentary even more than even more so than I did before I watched the documentary, because like anybody you know who's seen it, it felt like he got robbed from not only the opportunity for millions of dollars, but just the potential of being the best basketball player he could have been. So, right. It, that was, yeah. that was from the emotional side for him. I felt that for him. And it just, it circled back to where all this, this, everything would have been fine. Like Reggie said, everything would have been fine. So that bozo, and, he, yeah. and, and the, what pisses me off about it, dude's laughing about it. Yeah, the dude ain't like laugh, him, like I'm like, uh, like mm-hmm. man. That's how you know he got too comfortable, man. Got too like, comfortable laughing man. about it. like you like you legit ruined careers of countless people. Because who's to say if that Pacers team wins, Rick Carlisle is even a better, you know, coach than what he is now. And he might not even go yeah. to the, he might not even come to the Mavericks. Like right. who's to say that even happens? And that should that. And now he's back with the Pacers yeah. in real time. Yeah. So, that's so crazy. It's, it, full circle. Yeah. It, yeah. And then just F- uh, it's just. Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot to unpack in that particular documentary. And one of the things that, you know, just kind of brought me back to again was just remembering and realizing just the the role the mental health plays and just acknowledging yeah. it because Ron Artest was not in a good place. And although he was seeking help actively, he still had some things going on with him that he just wasn't, he, his mind yeah. was not right. And for someone to be that talented, to have the money that he had, just lets you know that just because you, the fame, the fortune, it doesn't, it's not the end all be all because he was yeah. still going through it. Yeah. And, and I think he kind of mentioned it in the pod that he was kind of like nowadays, he kind of wish he had, you know, afterwards the fallout and everything. Like he yeah. would have made different decisions, which is growth. And, you know, being mature about the situation now is kind of good to see from him. He's hard. He but, was hard on himself, bro. Yeah. Even after, yeah. even after he won the ship, Jermaine with the still, you know, Jermaine was still kind of, yeah, like, he was definitely still pissed yeah. because he felt like he, he broke up the yeah. court and he, you know, he, he uses the same words that Ron Artest described himself. Well, meta world peace at the time described himself. Yeah. I felt like a coward. And, that's for him mm-hmm. to carry that weight. He said that when Lakers won that in 2005, was it 2000? No. Yeah. Uh, so many of those championships. Well, Pistons won that 2004. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> they beat our ass. They choked this out, man. I try to forget that year. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, just to have to carry that, to feel like you have to carry that or knowingly have to carry that, especially someone who has their own challenges when it comes to his mental health for him to believe that he's a coward because of that is just that man. That's, that's heavy, bro. That is heavy, yeah. but yeah. hopefully he got some sort of a relief or some sort of peace about it. You know, just talking about it again. I don't know what it's going to take for him to be able to move on or if he's already moved on, but hopefully he finds peace in this situation. Yeah. But Jermaine O'Neal, especially it's like, man, bro, I, I, what can yeah. we do? What can we do? Man. Definitely check out this documentary if you haven't already. It is on Netflix Untold Series. It's actually a series of sports docs. I haven't mm-hmm. checked out uh, whatever the second one's about, but this first one's about Malice at the Palace. Check it out if you get the chance. And now it is time for... <laughs> this guy. See, I did that segue. I think he clean. He ain't clean. Ain't mean. Ain't clean. Ain't mean. <laughs> Nerdy news segment brought to you by our guy Keith. Appreciate the music. Dane, I, I messaged you the last part. That part was so funny. He said, shout out to Keith. I played it like a million times, man. Shout out to Keith. That was the funniest thing ever. But episodes one and two. Well, wait. I, I jumped ahead of myself, man. 
Oh yeah. Any moment now. Any moment now. It could be happening as we're recording. Man, we don't know. get the hell out of here. Just any go ahead and tell, just say it. Just say it. I'm ready to burst your bubble as soon as you say it. Pause. Any moment now, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer could, as you're listening, it could be out. It could be here. We don't know. We're too busy recording this podcast for our fans, but we don't know if this trailer is out right now as we're recording this on Monday night at 735 Central Time. Dane is looking at me with a crazy face, but I believe the trailer is coming out tonight. I believe it's coming out tonight as soon as we finish recording. But I'm going to go ahead and say that this trailer is going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to get us hyped for December to see multiple Spideys. Dane, now you bring me down to earth. First off, uh, take a break. Take a breath. Second off, you sound like uh, Jamie Foxx's character from Spider-Man when he was obsessed with Peter Parker or obsessed with Spider-Man. Don't talk about Spider-Man. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's what you sounded like right now. Second off, uh, go take a walk. You need to go outside and go admire the trees and, and the butterflies and, and the blades of grass outside. Second off, uh, actually, uh, I've probably said so many things, but my man, unless you got some sort of insider at Sony or MCU, I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to bring it down a few notches. I talked to Kevin Feige. I'm gonna need you to bring it down a few notches, my brother. I talked to Kevin Feige. You're a little too hype. You're getting all our fans riled up. They thinking they're listening to this podcast right now. Probably, possibly driving to work. Pulling out their cell phones, trying to scroll and find on YouTube a trailer that ain't even out yet. It's 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 gonna be out. If it's not out, you, you can rip me up on no, social no, no. media. If it, it'll, no, if no, that, if that, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not shaving Look, anything. If that trailer isn't out by seven thirty seven on August the twenty fourth on Tuesday, two thousand twenty one, take a <laughs> go ahead and take clippers, <laughs> close them. Make sure it's on. I mean, no, no guards on them. It just goes straight down the middle. All right, people gonna think I'm crazy. Deontay, why do you think this trailer's coming out? An why inverted mohawk coming out. I think the trailer's coming out because it got leaked yesterday no, the on trailer, the interwebs. The trailer did not get leaked. An did it not? An unfinished portion of the trailer. Bruh. All right, you're right. All you're, we right. Know, you're you're correct. For all we know, that could have been orchestrated by Marvel. And Sony together the, like that. Then why are they why why are they removing it? Why are they taking it off the interwebs? Because they would look like fools if they didn't take it off. Because that's what they normally do anytime the other trailers get leaked. Come on, Deontay. The fake the fake ones don't look, look don't like get like uh, like Ghost used to do on on uh, on Power. Think, Tommy, think. <laughs> <laughs> He's always <laughs> <terrible thing. laughs> All right, Dane's bring me back down to earth, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still kind of in the sky a little bit, man. I, all right, here's the thing: if you are listening to this podcast on Tuesday, August twenty fourth, or like August twenty fifth, Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, and the trailer is not out, blow up my social media. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I don't want to do this or don't know how to do this. Okay, and that'll be that. But I think it'll be out by the time you're listening to this. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> a trailer that is officially out, Dane, uh, Eternals, which Woo. explores, first of all, it comes out in November and it explores the uh, celestials, am I correct, uh, that were created centuries ago. And now they, or we find out through the trailer, they're kind of living, they've been limited amongst the humans. And through the trailer, I remember through the first trailer, we kind of thought, why haven't they decided to intervene with all the different situations that happened in MCU from Thanos, uh, all the stuff that we've seen in history and they're kind of explained through the trailer. Hey, we couldn't intervene because this being told us not to do so. But I'll say this one thing and I'll kick it to you, man. Richard Madden's character, I think it's Icarus. I think he's the MCU's Superman. Come on, man. Oh, my bad. I didn't know that was the cue for me to start talking. Um, first off, check your tone. Second off, I was working. Um, obviously, I was working from home. I think it was Thursday or Friday, whenever the trailer came out. But I was working on my computer. 
doop, 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 type it away. And I get an instant message from my boss. I'm like, oh, what's up, boss? Click on him. Bloop. What's up, Susie? <laughs> what's up, <She's> like, boss? <laughs> I'm like, bloop. What's up, Susie? She's like, in all caps, have you seen the Eternals trailer? And I was like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute. You late? <laughs> I was like, wait, you late? Oh, you thought it was the first one? Yeah, I was like, wait, you late? And then I was like, wait a minute, no. This is Susie I'm talking about. She, she, you know, just knows, she knows pretty much about surface level, about a lot of MCU related things as well as much as I do. So I'm like, which trailer? She's like, the new trailer just came out today. And I was like, be right back. <laughs> came back. <laughs> I came back three minutes later. My mind was blown. So, so many things. Visually, no, no, let, yes. me, let me backtrack. The cast, they, <laughs> the cast, they're phenomenal. Very diverse cast, very talented individual in the cast. I have no worries about the cast. But Paperboy's on the cast. So like, I, I'm I'm ecstatic. That's That goes without saying. In terms of acting, we're in good hands. As long as the script is there, or I don't care. If the script isn't there, the actors will deliver because they are very talented. That's first thing off. Second thing, visually, <coughs> visually, the movie is going to be whatever addictive substance you can think of. The most addictive substance you can think of. That's that's the essence of this movie. That's what it looks like. The third thing, they showed a lot in the trailer, but they did not show a lot in the trailer. I say that by saying, is a bunch of is a bunch of visuals and a whole bunch of clips of action happening but we still got nothing which is amazing to me for them to say so much without saying anything so mm-hmm. with the second trailer being out and we're just a few months away i still have the final trailer but you know no idea what's going on yeah yeah we'll get us yeah. we'll get a spot during uh Monday night game with the Cowboys because everybody loves the Cowboys. Everybody hates the Cowboys. There you go. Why not put it on there? there? Had this had to talk about goes. the Cowboys in the nerdy news segment. Look, that was this, earlier. You should have talked about them. This okay? is what ha- this is what happens. This is what <laughs> happens, bro. Okay, I'm sorry, but I, people hate them. People love them. So that's a perfect opportunity for Sony or correction. That's the perfect opportunity for Marvel to drop a trailer, and it also be a perfect opportunity for Sony and Marvel to drop a trailer. So. Anyways, back to my point before I was really They're dropping one tonight or tomorrow in the morning. Spider Man. All, right, All right, continue. If they don't drop a trailer tonight, you got to eat that shirt. The shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> it's the old, old. It Do it it's online. supposed to be the Superman MCU, ain't it? Nah. You don't you think, think he. Bro, lasers out his eyes and flying? That's not Superman? No, no, no. The Superman of the MCU is the Century. So okay. go, go look him well, up. He, he he not here yet. He oh, not in the MCU. It's a, it's a damn good reason why he ain't there because he would have bodied he's everybody. Too powerful. He's way too powerful. That that well that was my other question for you. So these Eternals are their power. We're gonna see that their power level is way above what we've seen so far in yeah. the MCU. So my they question have no is, place. they have no place in the yeah, MCU. Yes, that's my question. Honestly. Like, will we see these characters interact with our grounded heroes or? Are they, I mean, I'm I'm thinking it'll be like a, a a villain that obviously that they're gonna fight that's on that tier level where only they can fight. Like I mean, we know how the you MCU know is interconnected. Listen, it's, it's, le- how- it's levels to this B. It's levels okay. to this. When they when it's their time to shine, B, they're gonna shine. You feel me? But until then, they're gonna be chilling in the back, like they've been the doing for the past, like they've been doing. <laughs> Okay, so don't don't be trying to call pull their card like that, B. They don't do, don't be. You was pulling it like, too. Don't act. What? I'm playing, man. I don't know. All right. Anyway, 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 <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, man. If y'all haven't seen it yet, check out that Eternals trailer, November fifth in theaters. We got Shang Shang Chi coming out September third. You excited for that? Very excited. I'm, I'm, Me too. Look, we got so many different avenues to watch different foes get their ass kicked. And this <laughs> one, look, we got Doctor Strange hitting people with spells, making them explode. We got the Eternals shooting laser beams out their eyes, making people explode. Yeah. And then you got people that can hit you with one of these. Mm. How you get <laughs> and not explode, but make you hurt really bad, like you like you just got exploded. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that people can get their ass kicked in the MCU, and I'm here yeah. for it. So Marvel, I'm, I'm Marvel's definitely continuing to bless us. Um, 
And then the what if episodes one and two are streaming Man. now on Disney Plus. What if episode one? And if yeah, you know, we've kind of talked about what if the last few episodes, for those mm-hmm. that don't know, it's about alternate versions and alternate um timelines of the multiverse, you know, Variance, at the end of Loki. Yeah, will. the multiverse kind of split up. And so what spoiler if, alert. And of course it it yeah, spoil spoiler alert. Uh, what if deals with um, episode one deals with Peggy Carter and if she got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers and then episode two deals with our boy T'Challa Wakanda forever and if he was taken by the Ravagers instead of Peter Quill um, I'm gonna just say off rip I enjoy episode one but episode two obviously for many many reasons mainly being our guy Chadwick Boseman his performance in episode two just took the show to another level and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited humbled and you know this this is very Chadwick like as far as him taking over the role I don't know if he've ever, he's ever been in anything cartoon animation wise um, but it felt like it was him like in real life form and not animation. And so for this to be, you know, one of his last projects, and I think we still get three more episodes with Mm -hmm. him in this, in this season, man, I could honestly say like from start to finish, he made it his own, which he did with the, you know, with the character anyway, but to see it in this light and the way he, you know, what brought the character to life. It was just amazing to to see and listen to, man. What'd you think? Man. Um, so uh, I'd have to piggyback off of shout out to my homie, uh, Mike. Um, we talked about it. Appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, we, we talked about it along with uh, the Jamaicans beating the Americans in the 100 <laughs> dash. Uh, we talked about, uh, shout out to the motherland one time. We talked about how, one, really didn't care too much for Peggy Carter. Ain't gonna cap. Ain't gonna cap. Yeah. Um, she's bona fide scrub. She can't play. Um, <laughs> ain't no cap. <laughs> she ain't no cap. Nah. We, the main reason be- behind not having that much interest in episode one is one, we never really saw Steve Rogers develop as a character. Um, we, we, I mean, obviously we saw him go through different phases uh, of life. Um, and seeing the world as the world evolve in his absence and coming to an understanding of this is what, this is what this place is. Um, but there's little to no character development for him. So that fed its way for me not to care too much for the episode. I like the episode. The concept was dope, but that's where we're at. Yeah. Episode two. And it's kind of like similar to what we saw in the movie anyway. It was right. just with with Peggy instead of him. Like she kind of went through the and same she, path. She, of, was, of, she was cold in the mud. Yeah. Like I'm like, cold. damn, maybe we got the wrong Steve. I mean, we got the wrong <laughs> captain. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, damn, like, and, <sighs> yeah. It got, it kind of just highlights the recklessness of men anyways. And women come in here and do the job way better than we can do it. And it's like, man, why we get the, we got the shitty variant of Captain yeah. America essentially. So, uh, shout out to Peggy Carter and what she's going to be doing. Hopefully, it gives her some some role because she was she was kick, she was she was doing the dang thing. But yeah, um, episode two was awesome, man. Obviously, we are uh, Chadwick Boseman stands here in this household. So you know, with the loss of him, um, it still doesn't feel real. But you know, here we are. His family lost a very 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 talented um, individual, and we did too. But not to the not to the uh, the effect that they did. So say that without saying anything else. Two, impressive the way that they got all those voice actors or the majority of the voice actors back yeah. in that particular episode. Seeing Thanos was the last thing that I was going to expect. I was like, oh, shoot. Yep. And, I, you know, as I was watching, all right, let's go. We got to fight because, you know, <laughs> homie's about to, he about to be on one. So we got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to put the things on. We're going to lose, yeah. but we're going to go down swinging. But... <laughs> The wet spoiler alert, the way that they changed, they allowed T'Challa's character to encourage and influence and change his mind uh, from being a, you know, genocidal maniac was was dope. And 
I don't know. And if, they added a little comedy part to it. To yeah, kind of yeah, like this ongoing that. joke about him being a you know a genocidal maniac. So it, it was kind and of like dope. that was the kind of same conversation people were having about Thanos in general. Like, yeah, hey, did you side what like Thanos? He was right. Like, you know, he's a villain, <laughs> but you know what he was the way he was talking yeah. about it was you, you know had, what I'm saying. So I'm they kind of made fun of that. Yeah, call it what you call it. You got real dumbasses out here saying justifying that him. Yeah, randomly killing half of the universe. Like, come, bro, get you. Yeah. Come on now, <laughs> come on, bro. But yeah. it's fair because it's red. Shut up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like shut up, dude. Um. So, anyways, that was cool, and just the the homage that they were able, to, just giving him his flowers when they were able to was was a good touch. Um. So I'm excited to see what they got for episode three. You know what the the storyline for episode three is going to be, or who the character storyline? Episode three. Be? I I I literally just uh, saw uh, a screenshot uh, before we recorded. I literally do. I really literally saw a screenshot. <laughs> well, it like and it seems like <laughs> it's going to be Nick Fury. Oh, Nick Fury and Black Widow. We got Sam. So it's it's is it Sam yeah, or we got somebody yeah, else? Did, he voiced he voiced Sam in, or he voiced Nick Fury in episode one with Hawkeye. Remember at the end. Did you watch? Okay. <laughs> Hold up. Hawkeye. Man. Oh, Dane did not watch all of episode one. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. I, I, I no, might tell not me. tell. No, no, okay. Tell me. Okay. Peggy came through that portal. Uh-huh. You've seen that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. The Avengers, right. the the opening scene for Avengers, the first yes. one. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So I it forgot. Was, it was Look, see, that's how, that's how, that's how, that's how, I mean, not saying the episode was bad, but this how forgetful the episode was. Like, I don't remember that. Yeah. That. Sorry. So, yeah, Sam, Sam is voicing Nick Fury, and uh, we definitely not going to see Scarlett Johansson voicing Black Widow. <laughs> to everything that went down, yeah, I, they get, I'm they, pretty they sure she's the not paint. the voice of uh, a Black Widow. We might get so, uh, Scarlett Witch might be out of there, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm like, because of what she supporting Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, man. Boy, they about y'all to vary. They about to vary <laughs> your ass, boy. Y'all better, y'all better, uh, chill with the mouse. You know that that gif with Mickey Mouse got the, <laughs> putting on uh, the, the infinity the gauntlet. Glove. Yeah, you better <laughs> snap your out of the existence. Boy, you better get on that. Uh, with the rocks, uh, pay, take a page out of his book. How he was yeah. uh copping pleas with them. Like, oh no, it's actually yeah. it's actually pretty good business. It's a solid deal. I think they did <laughs> no, whatever. They- no, look, they. They look, it happens all the time. <laughs> you know how they always say that? Yeah. This is normal. It happens all the time. No, this is just business. I'm sure they'll sort things out. Yeah, he know that bag. He know he know where his butter is bread. Uh, he know where his bread is butter. <laughs> <laughs> he know where his butter breaded. <laughs> he know his butter breaded. <laughs> that boy know where his butter is breaded. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to make that a thing. I'm going to make that blunder a thing. He know where his bread is buttered. <laughs> he know where his bread is buttered. Oh, he know where man. his bread is yeah. buttered. Okay. Episodes one and two of What If streaming right now on Disney Plus. Episode three dropping on Wednesday. Be sure to check it out. And of course, next week we will talk about it on the next episode of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <gasps> Dragon Ball Z. Dane, as we close, man, you put this in here and I thought this was funny. Hey, right now, if y'all are listening, y'all. And y'all on social media, there's no way you have gone through social media these last week and not have seen this crazy crate challenge. One, my question, okay, if you don't know what it is, people are stacking crates mm-hmm. by levels and trying to walk across the crates without falling. And my question is, why, where are they getting these crates from? You never seen no milk crate before? I have, but bro... <laughs> Just everybody has them on deck like that. Somebody, if you see any of those videos, there's at least 10, 15, 20 people around, right? Somebody, I'm, this is my guess. Somebody either A, one person in that group works at a at a, at a store, like at a Walmart or H-E-B, and they say, hey, we got some extra crates. I can bring about 20 of them out here. Something like that. <laughs> or B, Somebody threw them away or they bought them because some stores sell them for 99 cents. Since these videos have started going viral, some stores have been selling them for 99 cents, which Smart is a, business. a lot more than what they're <laughs> worth. But um, <laughs> that's so, capitalism is funny, bro. It's so messed God. up, bro. But the, yeah. the highlight of this for me is uh, aside from the young lady that we saw, I think her name is TT. <laughs> TT, if you're out there, shout out to you, girl. TT, uh, do you but, know me? Go ahead. Sorry.
Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest Drake stand I've ever met in my life. Um, no, I am not a Drake stand, dude. Okay, continue, continue. So anyway, TT, she's the first person I saw. That, well, she's the only person I've seen that's completed the task itself. Of course, going up the crates and then going down, touching your foot on each crate before getting to the well, ground. Was she the one rolling the J? I don't know. She possibly, she probably, she, it could have been <laughs> It was her. somebody that did it. I think it was a guy that did it. Never mind. Uh, possibly. <laughs> It's very, very possible. I don't put it past anybody. Look, I don't put it you past anybody. You know what's funny? What's I saw that? a joke that you know how most of these crate challenges we've seen, like black people doing it. <clears throat> and what's the uh, what's homeboy from uh, Snowfall? The white guy that's bringing the drugs to the hood. Oh, uh, he's talking about uh, uh, what's his name with the beard? He's talking about McGruff. McGruff the crowd. Yeah, but somebody said posed a picture of him. And it's like this: the dude that bringing all the crates. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, yeah, Reed, yeah, Reed, yeah, Reed. If y'all watch Snowfall, y'all know what I'm talking about. They say Reed brought the crates. <laughs> yeah, he looked like but a yeah. hound dog. Um, but shout out to her. But one of the most, uh, it was kind of cool, just in, in terms of people just enjoying themselves. Yeah, you're not gonna have. We're going to have a good time regardless of where we're at. There was a, a few brothers. They were in a penitentiary. They were out in the yard with their crate stacked up and you know, they had one of the guys was going up. It's like, Oh man, he ain't going to do it. Cause the dude's, I guess his, his nickname was white boy. Cause his white, white guy nickname was white, white boy. It's like, Oh, white boy ain't going to make it. He got all the way to the top. <laughs> and as soon as he stepped down, he flew sideways. And every Bro. single last one of the inmates watching was just rolling out laughing. I've seen so many dislocated hips and Bruh. joints and ankles. Bruh. I'm like, you know, I would never try that. Nah, no, I wouldn't try. It. Only only way I would try it is if you know how like uh, some pools they have like a, a little walkway in the middle of the pool. Mm-hmm. Like if it, the crates are set up like that, so on either side, you know, regardless of where I fell, I fell inside of the water because right. you could look <laughs> after suffering multiple concussions uh, due to football. There's no way that you could possibly convince me to climb atop uh, of a stack of crates. With the possibility yeah. of causing, with my own momentum, <laughs> making me right. tumble, collide, fall, break a hip, <laughs> and possibly do a backflip landing on my head. There's no way that you could possibly convince me to do that for free. So, for free. <laughs> and the, the the price has to be super high, like super high. So, Facts. I, otherwise, Man, I ain't yeah, doing yeah. it. But <laughs> shout out to everybody who's done it. Everybody's planning on yeah. doing it. Make sure you're safe. Do it safe. Uh, if not, make sure you at least got some health coverage, man, because yeah, it ain't looking too gonna, good. Yeah, it <laughs> it's ain't, a long way it down. <laughs> it's something hurting. Something hurting, man. But uh, episode 58 of the Duo Dane. Man, that was a good one, bro. Anything you got to say to the people before we get out of here? That's it. <laughs> That's peace it. Up. I'm yeah, <laughs> I will. I will say, uh, man, it is August 23rd, which means it's Kobe Bryant's birthday, man. So we, uh, just shout out to to Kobe Bryant and his family, man. It just like you mentioned with Chadwick, bro, it's, mm-hmm. it still doesn't feel like something that happened. Nope. And uh, be, I think they have the Mamba Day tomorrow. If they, did they put that into writing August 24th? I yeah, think, I, I think so. I if, think if so. it wasn't already, it probably is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's just so it's, it's a tough time, man. We've been a really yeah. tough season in, in terms of the pandemic, but people could use some some nostalgia and just some reminders of just being thankful of life itself. So I think that's one thing. Yeah, that day tomorrow could uh, could bring. And shout out to you for remembering. I right. I legit. Yeah, I seen it on Twitter yeah. earlier today. And I just didn't. I didn't bat an eye because it's, yeah. Still kind of hasn't like. And then now it stuck. It stuck with me because I I merely thought. August 23rd, I'm like, dang, August 24th is Mama Day from what I remember. And so to have his birthday and that day, back-to-back days, is just incredible as well. So, yeah, shout-out to Kobe. Happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. Um, I believe he turned would have turned 43 today. So shout-out to him and his family, man. And, um, yeah, bro, I love you very much, my guy. Always great to get on you with you. Episode 58 of The Duo. Uh, appreciate the fans and people rocking with us still and if you want to listen and give us a rating or review you can do that on Apple Podcasts make sure you listen to us on Spotify YouTube the video people that tune in appreciate it very much man we'll rock with y'all on episode 59 the duo we are out <laughs>